0: Usually, if I'm going to share with you something that might scare you, I try to give you something inspiring. And I am not going to disappoint you today. I do have some scary shit to share with you, and it's called optogenetics. It's basically a way of hijacking a human's motor control, their memories, their thoughts, and pretty much using machine learning to understand your neurology and where you hold what memories, what thoughts, what feelings, um, how to actually control your motor skills, meaning mice in back in 2007 have been shown to be able to be remote controlled with a couple steps. You need to do a couple things to this mouse first. So it's obviously not happening to humans. I mean, definitely not because of things that happened during COVID and definitely not because of our response to COVID. But I'm just going to say the technology is there. If you want to hijack a human, you can do it. Let's hop into it.
1: If we could figure out the role that each of these cell types plays in the brain, we could understand how they work together to create thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Now, MIT researchers are working to develop tools that allow us to do exactly that. It is now possible to precisely control the activity of specific neurons, and therefore understand how each neuron contributes to brain function.
2: So. Electrical stimulation, you put in an electrode, you'll get, let's say you want to get this top fiber coming from one cell, but you don't want to get this bottom one. The electrode can't discriminate it. The approach we've taken is to use light to bathe the whole area in light, but to make just the cell types we want sensitive to light. The way we do this comes from microbial organisms. One of them is a single-celled algae called Chlamydomonas from freshwater ponds. It's basically pond scum.
1: Chlamydomonas needs light for photosynthesis, and it swims toward light with the help of a small organelle called an eye-spot. The eyespot contains a light-sensitive protein called channel rhodopsin, which responds to blue light by moving positively charged ions across the eye-spot membrane. Researchers took a piece of DNA that encodes for the channel rhodopsin protein. Then, they put it into neurons using a safe and effective method for delivering a gene the same kind being used in human gene therapy trials.
3: They realized that if they could somehow get these opsins into animal cells, they'd be able to control the ion channels in the fast, accurate way they needed. And in 2005, they did it for the first time. In the journal Nature Neuroscience, researchers announced that they'd introduced opsins into a rat's brain cell, although the cell was in a petri dish and not a live animal. When they shone blue light on it, it showed a spike in electrical activity. Essentially, they had made a light sensitive brain cell. But trying this on live mammals was a lot harder, because smuggling opsins into a living cell is tricky business. To do it, researchers had to develop a special virus that could transfer the protein onto the surface of an animal's cells without the virus itself running haywire. Then if that worked, they could just insert a wire into the animal's brain and use an LED or laser to start manipulating neurons. And they did it! In 2007, scientists demonstrated this technique for the first time in a live animal, by applying optogenetics to cells in the motor cortex of a mouse. By transmitting blue light down the optical fiber in the mouse's brain, they could make the mouse walk in circles and make it stop when they turned off the light.
2: So this is a little scary, right? I don't want to sweep that aspect under the rug either. You know, the hypothalamus controls all our drives. It it controls all our, our needs, okay? And so this becomes a very complicated thing once you have the power to control that. And so with each step in new technology comes new responsibility.
0: So what you saw there was called optogenetics. And if you're listening on the podcast, basically what you saw in that one part where Kind of got silent it was the mouse doing its thing and then all of a sudden the blue light comes on and it starts running in only left hand turns running in circles and then all of a sudden the blue light goes off the fiber optic cable uh, the little light on the mouse's head went dim and the mouse just resumed its behavior so basically it was hijacked for a moment and then just went back to normal all of a sudden very interesting It's hard to know exactly how that can be introduced into humans. I mean, you would have to, let's say, bore a hole in the head and put some kind of fiber optic cable. And I haven't heard of anybody doing that. Unless they're doing it in a different way. But I digress. Let me just hop on to completely disconnected news. This is your sphenoid bone. If you were to spray something up your nose, it would hit this bone. And through this bone, and you can see it is porous, through this bone, it is shown in these articles that hydrogel nanoparticles and nanocomposites for nasal drug vaccine delivery. And then this next one, which is the perspective insights to nanomaterials for the treatment of neurological disorders. You go down in here and you see that This line, the hydrogels specifically offer advantages like flexibility and porosity and mimics the properties of the extracellular matrix, which is like fascia, of the central nervous system. Now read this next part. These factors make them an ideal scaffold, like an architecture, for drug delivery through the blood-brain barrier and tissue regeneration using stem cells. So using stem cells is interesting. I'm not fully sure where that lies unless it's just a delivery system for stem cells. But what I take from that is the scaffolding. This is a way to deliver drugs to the neurons. It has to get through the blood-brain barrier, which is very particular about what it lets through that door. I'm going to show you a little bit of video that shows you a little bit about the blood-brain barrier and how it shuts how it keeps things from getting in that are not necessary or could cause more damage inside the brain. It's also going to show you about a brand new delivery method. So we know that in the thing from COVID, there were nanoparticles inside that vaccine delivery system that perhaps can be the thing that passes the drug through the blood-brain barrier and gets it into your neurons. Thus, potentially, let's say if there was, uh, you know, a genome sequence that specifically causes for blue light to activate, and then let's say yellow light to deactivate. That sounds like science fiction. But let's say you were to put that gene inside the neurons. That would mean that humans, if you could somehow get 5.55 billion humans in about a year and a half to take some kind of mandated thing, and this is known to be able to pass the blood brain barrier, then technically we could be that mouse. But, you know, that's just me digressing again. What I want to show you here is another method of crossing the blood brain barrier using sonic frequencies.
4: Scientists at Sunnybrook Research Institute have established a non invasive approach to briefly increase the permeability of the blood brain barrier in a controlled, targeted, and reversible manner. This procedure requires the use of MRI guided focused ultrasound and the intravenous administration of phospholipid microspheres, also known as microbubbles. The ultrasound waves are generated by a transducer array fitted around the patient's head. With guidance from MRI, the transducers can be targeted to sonicate precise brain regions of interest. In preclinical studies, this procedure has been found to successfully allow the passage of therapeutic molecules, vectors for gene therapy, and stem cells to areas of the brain targeted by ultrasound. The ultrasound has a frequency of millions of waves per second. Here, they are being shown at a much lower speed for clarity. The ultrasound waves interact with the microbubbles, which absorb the acoustic energy, causing them to expand and contract within the capillaries. This phenomenon is called oscillation, and it results in the stretching and compression of the capillary walls. The protein complexes are mechanically separated, and the tight junctions become unlocked.
0: So as you can see, there are ways of getting gene-based therapies, meaning altering the human brain, altering your genomic sequence, making you other than what you were just simply born as seeding you with genetic material that could do things like let's say if you put the rhodopsin gene in there blue light would activate your neurons that's one way of hijacking the brain now i want to show you something that came from Ulrika granoher who made this waveform genetics video that i've been all about for the past couple years it was on the solari report i'm going to share with you two parts of this but the first part is about how you can actually set up the nano nanogels or let's say the hydrogels and nanoparticles that are pre-existent in your cells we come with these nanolipids that's why it's a delivery system for drugs to pass the blood brain barrier because these hydrogel nanolipids are things that you already find in the cells so it's supposed to be able to trick blood-brain barrier into giving it safe passage but here in this video you're going to see that this is actually also a way to set up your internal infrastructure like i would imagine your fascia and your neurology into a telecommunications system so imagine if you believe this next video that you're going to see then technically you are being turned into a device so you can throw away your phone but you are still generating and having your data harvested from you check out this video
5: the cellular water and cytoprotein structures and membranes take on properties that are now studied in areas such as mechanobiology and metamaterials. That is, materials with unusual electromagnetic properties. Researchers at the Georgia Institute of Technology, for example, have demonstrated that hydrogel nanoparticles, or gel materials such as you find in the cells, can be used to form photonic crystals, which can be tuned for telecommunication through the crystalline lattice if it is possible to guide the photon
6: through the crystalline lattice it can be used as a photonic computer
0: it can be used as a photonic computer yet the it that we're talking about is inside you meaning your body can be used as a photonic computer light-based photonic photons individual packets of light you could be turned on and off or your neurons in some way via light projected at you i want to completely segue into something that is not connected to this at all but i wonder what's in 5g towers those boxes huh even our routers it's been found that using machine learning, you can put machine learning on a router and it can see what's happening in a room, even through walls, even in the dark. It's literally a 3D rendering of exactly what the people in the room and the objects in the room are doing. That's interesting. huh? You ever seen the movie Minority Report? No, neither have I. Well, let's get on with it. This next part is about PCR tests. And afterwards, I'm going to give you some kind of more hopeful things, inspiring ways to transcend beyond anything that might be scaring you by the end of the episode. No reason. What I want to hop into is the PCR tests. Because if you understand the gravity of what we're talking about here, that billions and billions of people having taken PCR tests, that your genetics went somewhere. And many of them i've talked about this before went to boston college maybe even boston dynamics maybe even to the band boston i don't know why your genes were taken somewhere else they're put into a database sometimes you just throw it away you just show it and then you throw it away so maybe not everyone Who took one of those tests all the billions of people around the world who did maybe not everyone had their genetics sent to labs and we don't know where that goes from there isn't it interesting there's a lot of ancestry companies popping up right now genomics companies anyway i digress let's get into this pcr video that also comes from the solari report waveform genetics by Ulrike grenoher
6: Luc Montagnier recorded electromagnetic signals from a DNA sequence, in this case from bacterial and viral DNA, by a different procedure. The DNA solution was placed into distilled water, which was then filtered with millipore filters to remove the actual molecular components from the water. After that, the water underwent several rounds of dilution. The diluted water samples were then exposed to a coil, generating extremely low frequencies in the range of 7 to 8 Hz, the Schumann resonance. Finally, when the water was put in contact with a polymerase enzyme for polymerase chain reaction, which is a reliable technique to quickly make copies of a given sequence of DNA, in that the DNA of the bacteria was rebuilt. Again, there was no material molecule of the original DNA in the container and the polymerase enzyme build the replica from seemingly nothing. The enzyme must have received the blueprint for the reconstruction of the DNA from the electromagnetic signal. Montagnier recorded the electromagnetic signals on a microphone coil and saved them as an audio file. The file was emailed to another lab in Italy where the audio is emitted onto distilled water for a certain duration and the treated water is then put into the polymerase chain reaction. Again, the DNA is reproduced. How is that possible? From a sound file of the radiation spectrum of distilled water with no physical DNA molecule detectable. The DNA sequence was replicated.
0: Let me just tell you what I see is very interesting about the PCR. You can take the vibratory pattern or imprint of genetics, you can put it into water, you can turn that into an mp3, you can send that mp3 to your bro in another country, your bro can open it up on his computer and then put that impregnate that frequency into the water. And then using this thing called the pcr polymerase chain reaction like all those pcr tests you can turn it back into genetics very interesting That's weird that in the past few years, more people took a PCR test than ever before. It's almost like they figured out a new application for PCR tests. And it's almost like there's this whole story of there's this very scary thing and it's invisible and don't you see all these things online where things can never be faked, where people are dropping dead? God, you really have to fear this thing. How do we get 5.55 billion people in the world to take a medical product that passes the blood-brain barrier? anyway did you hear about these things called rhodopsins which if you could get these genes into your brain and your neurons start producing them then blue light can actually turn selective neurons on and selective ones off fascinating the same thing with yellow light to really suppress protein synthesis and all that kind of stuff blue and yellow the ukraine flag i love digressing So that's all the stuff that you heard that might scare the shit out of you because confusion is weird. I don't know how all these things kind of fit together um, and I'm not insinuating anything, but what I do want to share with you is there is something we can do about it. Even if you've, I don't know, somehow gotten genes inside your neurons that you don't want there, no matter the way that it actually got there, if you don't want them there, there is a solution. It might sound woo-woo, but I think with full mastery over your focus and attention and your awareness, really understanding how in the heat of a fight or uh, an argument or something very intense, keeping your composure and understanding grace in that moment is practice for, let's say, unallowing or giving no permission to a blue light or a yellow light to activate or turn off your neurons. Again, it might sound woo-woo there, but consciousness is not something we understand. And if you can truly override a light that makes you feel like you have to move in a certain way because your neurons are demanding it, I do believe you can override that. Other things are we need healing and we need play. Those two are not completely separate from one another, but let me handle them separately. We need healing, which has to do with removing toxicity from the body. So you need to move. And when you move, your muscles are endocrine glands giving feel-good hormones, but also adapting your genetics to their highest potentiality. Your muscles are also piezoelectric, meaning they will actually emit light. Optogenetics. Think of your fascia, this brilliant fractal structure inside your body that is a fiber-optic communication system. You can override any external stimuli if you have full mastery of your movement, therefore movement training is important. If you have mastery over your breath, therefore breath training is very important. And these are all forms of healing as well as emotional maturity. Because I really do feel that the way in which you need to lose some of the naivete, some of the ignorance that you may have from childhood that you just haven't transcended yet, the things that you have to go through, the humbling that you have to go through, the rock bottom that you may need to hit before you truly transcend yourself because you must integrate the shadow that you've been running from, the things you have to go through, they bring a certain mastery to you and then play that's healing play is highly important to bring in new forms of information through things that are outside the patterns that we allow our bodies to do or our mind to do people walk in very patterned ways that actually they can override it if they had true mastery of it but they don't so they have a certain gait cycle you can correct these things you can master gate cycle, you can master breath. You can also master chaos. There's an element of chaos in play. And if you can acknowledge that play is like a psychedelic, it destabilizes your default mode network. It causes for you to go into a kind of seeking pattern outside of the safety of your cocooned mind, which has an important role. But once you break out of that, you're in the flow state. You're also accessible from interdimensionals and whatever comes through DMT. So you must be careful in those moments. You treat it as sacred, as ceremony. And then when you go back into the cocoon, you seal off that protective space and you integrate what it is that you've learned, so you have to play. These two things can help you from being hijacked. Even if your DNA has been modified, you can override that and turn that process off from the outside. I hope you practice, really practice. Don't just get into your head and your intellect. Is he right? Is he wrong? Is this really happening? Is this really true? Is it possible? Am I worthy? None of those things can I really confirm for you. You have to try it. Play. Heal. Humble yourself. Listen to the critique of others. Try new things. Try new foods. Meet new people. Play. Challenge your comfort zone. And you'll come to realize that all this scary shit in the world is but the theater that was there to move you to transcend yourself. I love you all and I'll catch you all next time on a completely random waking infinity.
5: If there is a real resonance between DNA and human language, it should be possible to modulate DNA by language alone. And I'm afraid this has already been done and the implications are powerful. In a frightening and yet groundbreaking set of experiments the Gayaev group has used human language signals to initiate gene modification and expression. Curiously this situation was forecast hundreds of years ago if we read the kabbalistic literature about the golem, the construction of an artificial intelligence that also had a genetic body put together by a corrupted form of language. It imitated a human, but did not have the higher attributes of a human soul. Even older are the Gnostic teachings, such as the Pistis Sophia, that describe how archons or off-planetary intelligence are responsible for the industrious production of genetic material that is moulded to resemble Yaldabaoth, the demiurge his name itself a corruption of the original power of creation in Ya Sabaoth.